everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. Politics, life, whatnot, even though life is not whatnot. <laughs> we will challenge your assumptions and ours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics, religion, and the whatnots from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, DuckDuckGo that shit. By the way, I found out that even in Google Chrome, you can set DuckDuckGo as your default search engine. That you can. That's your no excuse. There's a DuckDuckGo extension available for Chrome, too. Yep. So there's no excuse. Well, to the Kim Commando show, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Tech tip of the week. There is. All right. That's all you get. Episode 49. Yes. I thought about that. And What'd you come up with? One short of 50. One short of 50. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Almost over the edge. That? Did you think 50 was in the... Was in the bag. No, I didn't think two was in the yeah. bag. No. <laughs> but so, here we are. I heard you open over there. What, what you got there? It looks a little dark I have and a steady hand oh. imperial coffee stout. They are a local Atlanta brewer. It is nine percent, and oh. it smells of coffee. Mm. So it should, because so, I said that in the can. So you'll keep awake for a while. Totally. Wake and I, you know, I don't want to be bored by your stories. <laughs> and I'm doing a rerun here. I, I didn't get a chance to get by my favorite beer store, find some new adventures. Use, like, your beer fridge empty or something? Yeah. It's getting close to it for the fun what? stuff. How many bottles or cans mm-hmm. do you think are are in there now for him to say it's, it's, it's getting close getting to close empty. empty? Over, under... 25. Over, under, oh, I was going to go higher than that. I was going to say over, under, yeah. like, like, 40. For him to say that it's, that it's getting close empty. to empty? <laughs> yeah, 40. Because he's got a whole... What size is that refrigerator? It's a regular yeah, standard size. Standard size. That's, so it's yeah. roughly 20 cubic feet. I have no idea. But and that's all you do is put you put beer there, in it and, and obviously... There's no food in there. The occasional so, soft drink. Some freezer. Yeah, there's some, some freezer, seltzer water in Overflow there, but, for the freezer. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. it's it's mostly beer. It's yeah, all beer. Yeah, pretty pretty much it So is. how many yeah. do you think are in there in its almost <laughs> empty status? Right now, if you had to right. do an inventory. I, I would say maybe half, but you know, I'm half the full. pessimist. Half it's half full. Half full, probably. Which is, it's but not with the stuff that I was in the mood I mean, for tonight. You take the shells out, you can stack cans in there. I could probably put a keg in there if I... <laughs> No, we need a new fridge for that. Yeah. But I kind of look at like like books is, you know, is like even though you have plenty of books to read, you always want to have more. So it's the same thing with beer. You always want to have more. Totally. Because you never know. That. There you go. When the apocalypse um, is coming. So So is that what well, does that make him an uh, optimist or a pessimist that it's almost empty but it's, it's still half, half full. full. It's pessimist. It's yeah. a pessimist. It's a pessimist. Yeah, yeah. I'm a beer pessimist. Yeah, because I like to have wide variety. Yeah, because, like, I was looking for a good stout to bring. Mm-hmm. I only had 
one, and I uh, you're not gonna bring it. Your Be- fridge is half full, and you have and you one have one. Stout? Well, no, no, no. I would say I have some bombers of stouts, but I didn't want to. Oh, okay. I didn't want to commit to a bomber of stout. Uh, you know, I, you know, there's a one you can always share with your co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do that next time. Hashtag subtle. <laughs> and I've got a Pinot Noir from 2017 California's Prophecy. It's kind of like a uh, sounds religious. What would you call? What do you call that? Uh, Harlequin. Looks like uh, a card. Yeah, like it's a jack on a card. A jester, a court jester. Sure. On the uh, yes. Sure. With, you with, jest. with two dogs on the uh, label, but yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. Is that California? California Pinot Noir, 2017. <laughs> so I forgot about something that happened yesterday. Nine um, eleven. Yes, and it's uh, not surprisingly 9-11 related. Oh, wow. Went to Costco. Highly recommend Costco on a weekday, especially before closing. It's way better than the usual Saturday like craziness oh, that yeah. I normally Oh, yeah. I see this old dude, late 70s at the youngest, probably a little older. He's got a red baseball cap on. And Already don't like him. It's been, <laughs> it's been, it's been super hot here. Like yes. today was a record. Oh yeah. Yesterday yeah. it's like still mid nineties, humid, sucks. Yep. And he was dressed in late seventies, early eighties, kind of old dude formal. He had a long sleeve flannel shirt on. He had long pants. Had suspenders. Suspenders. Oh wow. And big, chunky. What the custodian wore shoes oh, back okay. in your, you know, okay. back in your elementary school, <laughs> and steel toed. Yeah, yeah, like one step away from Doc Martens. Yeah, he's putting stuff under people's windshield wipers oh, okay. or sticking them in the door handle. Oh, and I got in. And I was like, oh, he didn't give me one, <laughs> and. I got out and took the one on the car next to me. <laughs> because what am I missing out on? Yeah. And when I did it, when I did it, this lady who was waiting for a parking spot was like staring me right in the face, oh, no. like, <laughs> like, what are, like what are you doing? That's not your car. Yeah. That's right. And I kind of, and I kind of just went. <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do? Right, What's your problem, right, lady. No, no, you I'm want just, to? Win? I'm just being a scamp. So <laughs> it turns out that the hat was not a MAGA hat, but it was a Ferrari cap. Oh, wow. But what he was passing out was this single-spaced screed about finding the Lord oh, no. on 9-11. Oh, really? And I'm so pissed I didn't bring it. There was an image of the World Trade Center and a plane flying oh, towards no. it, and it said, and what if they had just found God? And but they had. That, would, that, yeah, yeah. that he, he, was like... Yeah. My first thought, obviously, yeah, as yeah. well. Um, and it goes into if they would have just found the Lord and the book and the Bible. And there's a lot of words. Like a manifesto. It, with a, Not a scary manifesto. Yeah. But like a... You could have really tidied this up a little bit. and oh, yeah, Tightened up. Put yeah. some bullet points Put a bullet there, list bullet in there. Were you marking it up, Jerry? Like, here's what yeah. I would have done. Take this back and bring me back something that I can read and listen a minute. I need a copy with track changes on it. Yeah. That was my first thought, too, was like... They found it. They they were doing it for God. Yes. And to this guy and the organization, anybody that is that way, thinks that way, like, totally passes passes them by. If only these religious terrorists had found God. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the problem. Yeah. And 
I didn't get a chance to talk to him because I, I, I would have. Uh, and, and not, that's you know, a nut you want to pick. It wouldn't have been confrontational at all. And actually, it was only about a mile away from the Mormon temple. Sorry, the Church of Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ of Latter-day, Latter-day Saints temple. temple. Like, yeah. not, not a church, but right. a temple. Right. Like oh, the yeah. big one in yeah. Sandy Springs. Yep. Tried you had to get me a feeling one way about the guy with the red hat, and then you had me feeling another way when I found out it was Yeah, but it's not hat. much different, though. And then, and then you know, the not religious you know, manifesto, you got me... Yeah, this is like an emotional roller coaster you got me on. This I, guy. It's <laughs> a, it's a, it was a pretty good story, and I don't even have the, I don't even have the collateral with me. These folks, and I don't know if all of them are that old, but all of who, the people that fund the flyer, and unless it's just this guy, it might be just this guy at Kinkos. Got nothing better to do. Hey, I'm off. You know. I'm retired. Yeah, <laughs> I've been off for 20 years. I got. I'm going to be people. off on 9/11. Do the Lord's work. Let me go out yeah. and spread a little little spread Jesus the gospel uh, down at the old Costco's. Spread the gospel, but use 9/11 as your entryway. Hey, I got a hook. He he was a long way, Jeff, from deconstruction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the, think he deconstructed the damn oh, thing. That's a master segue like. over here. <laughs> yeah. So I listened to a podcast on my weekend run. And it's the Unbelievable Podcast. Um, Which is... It's Unbelievable with a question mark. Yes. Because there's another Unbelievable that's like comedians. Yeah, this one is... It's a British This is a British Christian radio uh, program that is then turned into a podcast. Right, yeah. Uh, Justin Brierley is the guy's name that, that does it. Got to meet him um, out in Los of, Angeles. Of course you did. <laughs> I lead kind of a, uh, a Forrest Gump it, it, kind of life. It is, a, it is the flagship apologetics and theology discussion show. This is a, a frequent podcast in your queue, I'm assuming. It is, and I listened to it before I deconverted, and I still like to... You still dabble? Yeah, because he has a lot of... It basically, the main format is an atheist... This is why he's always mad at evangelicals. This is why he's always well, boiling over... not always over evangelicals on because her, Because he's, he's, he keeps dipping his toe in that pool, man. <laughs> you know, what, you know, what, what he's doing... What, what he's doing... I, I think know, this is a, I think this is a, a Simpsons meme yeah. where somebody keeps putting their hand on the stove. Ow! Yeah, yeah exactly. Ow. Exactly. Ow! I was just thinking, you know, if I came in like every week bitching about Bob Vila, <laughs> eventually he'd be like, dude, stop watching this old house. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably not the best thing for my blood pressure. <laughs> my cardiologist. Why, I understand it though. I mean, I watch the Shepherd's Chapel, so I, mean, I, under, I understand. It's, it's, but with a whole different context. Yeah, that's, that is true. Why yeah. do you do that? A good example was the one that I listened to this weekend was intriguing to me because it was on deconstruction, which you went through. That I went. Me through. and Jerry, you know, we nope. tore up, we tore yeah. up some toys back in the day. You, you, you were, were you were the dimmer switch. Yeah, of yeah. going from yeah, believer to non-believer, yeah. off, off. We were, yeah. we were light switches. <laughs> we're the on, we were on off. Mm. You were a dimmer switch. Right. Which yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll wanna, I want to hear your stories at some point too because of that. Because you know, I, I always thought everybody kind of like slowly escaped Christianity. That's funny because I thought the opposite. Yeah, no. <laughs> and that's why we're having this conversation. What kind of piqued my interest was because I think as atheists or the atheist community kind of thinks that with the rise of the nuns that they're automatically going to deconstruct we're, to atheism. And it's like, no, I don't think that's necessarily the case. And this podcast was a very vivid Example of that. There were, yes, there were two guests on the podcast that had both 
They called it deconstruction. They called it deconstruction. One of them questionable at best, but that was the whole premise that they both deconstructed their their Christianity, then reconstructed two completely different things. Right. Yeah. The one Lisa Gunger, and so she was part of the um, the Christian rock group Gunger, which I never heard of. I used to have a Gunger T-shirt. Back in I'm high sorry, school. that's just a straight <laughs> that, that, Gunger. That is, just yeah, how no. you said that. That's kind of funny. Like yeah. Lisa Gunger of yeah. the Christian rock band Gunger. Gunger. Yeah, and so well, it's Michael is her husband. Michael Gunger. Gunger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's I mean, the, he's so he the married into the Gungers. She married into the into Gunger. the Gungers. He's, yeah. he's, uh, he's the one that still dabbles in mysticism. Well, they both do. And, uh, yeah, he he was yeah. the one that done on the podcast too. He went is, atheist. Is, well, that's the thing. But atheist in name only. Atheist, but still a theist. So it's like he's got his foot in both <laughs> camps. I, I yeah. don't remember what his tweet said. But I'm a vegan, but I enjoy the occasional steak. Did it say, did it say you know? he was half pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where his wife, Lisa, ended up, too, is in that kind of a mystical stage to Marianne where... Williams, Milt Williamson fan. It's very similar to that kind of thing. You know, it's kind of that unknowing is like, I don't have to have answers. It's all experiential. So she doesn't need facts. She doesn't need rationale. That was, just, that this was is the, the most, time of life that she should be living. Yeah. yeah. That was the most difficult part for me was listening to a religious show talk about truth. And is that her? Who, the Gunger? Lisa Gunger? I don't know. Yeah. Never seen her. I've, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a picture so, of her. I've seen a picture she of... She looks like Jennifer Garner's hot younger sister. In a Christian rock band. Who would I don't well, think they're anymore. in a Christian yeah. rock band anymore. anymore. I think they, they still do music. They but. played Hillsong in, in Australia. I remember that. They talked about that yep. In, yep. The, in the podcast. Yeah, I mean, so they were well-known in the evangelical community until they both kind of supposedly deconstructed. Well, that was what the whole wait, premise wait, wait, was wait, wait, doing. Wait, 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 Tom, yeah. why did you say supposedly deconstructed? Because he doesn't feel that they deconstructed. Well, that's the thing. Is is like so? I re-listened to on the, the podcast on the way over here, and I got to a point that I remember. Oh yeah, this is what kind of pissed me off. Is is she claimed she went all the way down the rabbit hole? Well, like, she went all the way down the rabbit hole as far as she went. She didn't go yeah, to she the didn't, end yeah, of the hole yeah, though. Yeah, she yeah. didn't. She didn't know that there was another floor below the floor that she stopped at. She made it to the mezzanine. <laughs> <laughs> And the elevator got stuck, apparently. Okay. But what part of this atheist purity test did she fail? Well, that that she didn't, you know, if she's happy where she is in that, I have a lot of friends, you know, that, that came out of that, that same kind of emergency. This is, this is, you know, I have mm-hmm. a lot of friends who mm-hmm. are Asians. Yeah. Before I slap yeah. them. I have a lot of friends that are used to be no. Christians. <laughs> <laughs> that are still progressive mm-hmm. Christians. And it's like... As far as politics, alignment with social issues and things like that, all those boxes are ticked. It'd be the same thing with Lisa Gunger. All those boxes would be ticked. Now the other. Well, that lady, was the whole thing. That she, the way she was talking about how the issues that they had with the church was with the LGBTQ, LGBTQ issues women and, and women and yeah, all this all this different stuff. Her fundamental issues with the church itself was enough that it should have led her away, but. But she stopped where? At, at mysticism, which was a stage I went through as well. Maybe there's just, you just got to be patient. Are you rushing someone's deconstruction, Mr. Deconstructor? Well, I, I, okay, so <laughs> so where I see kind of where, where the breaks are applied is if you have a community of like-minded people. And so she's part of a group called the Liturgists. I also, we can maybe post a link to that too. I saw them at Bonnaroo. Um, but like Science Mike is another guy that was part of our emergent 
One thing that, that family. Good, that's that, a good nickname. Yeah, and well, Science Mike. Science Mike. Yeah, but except he didn't science all the way out either. Oh, <laughs> oh fucking Science Mike. Science Mike. doing science right. <laughs> and one of the parts that made me think about, I wanted to ask you about this, is you've talked about this before when during your own deconstruction, where it was, you were going to classes. It was like a group deconstruction. Oh, not classes, not but classes, it was, it was but a it was group. Like, it was like a meetup kind of group before meetup was okay. around. But it was a structured group For, setting. It wasn't, I'm going to deconstruct my religion kind of a thing on your own. Right. It was a conversation about trying. And, and let, now, let me ask you, in, in, in your progressive mainline thing, church days, when right before this all happened, was there like an announcement, we're going to have this group, blah, 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 or because hers was more of a... Oh, what did I what did I find myself in? She signed up for something, not knowing what it was. Bringing her Bible to to the class, not realizing, oh, we're going to tear this sucker up. Yeah, I'm not. Did sh- you know what you were getting into when you got into it? The deconstruction, the deconstruction phase. Phase, yes. Yeah, it was definitely an intentional okay move. So, so was it called deconstruction from the get go? <sighs> At what point in the journey did you actually label it deconstruction? Where you where you realized you were on a path? Okay, so we're gonna need a rubber hose to get. <laughs> I can tell already. <laughs> okay, he's gonna work him over. Yeah. Okay, so it's not should, how you thought I, it would I, go, is it? Yeah. So I should probably answer back, the question, sir. <laughs> I should probably back up a little bit in my deconstruction okay. story then yeah. to kind of give you the the context for. I was trying to get, 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 get your thought process going into it. You had questions, you had doubts before, or they started to creep in once it started? So where they started to happen was all the churches we were part of, and they were mainline churches, so they Mm -hmm. weren't, you know, evangelical, they weren't turn or burn kind of theology. It was very, you know, we liked it. Yeah, social gospel kind of thing, help the least of these, Mm -hmm. you know, serving the homeless, all that kind of stuff. That part, you know, we really tuned into. You know, most of the people in there were fairly progressive, which is where, you know, we kind of landed as well. At the time, we called them liberal. Yeah. We did use that word, and we still can. Yes, absolutely. But where we started to, to you know, get some questions about the church institution is, like, at our first church experience in Kansas City, Katie was an elder, I was a deacon. So once you get sucked into the inner workings of the church, yeah. you find out it's not a pretty structure. You find no. out it's very political, it's very backstabby. Yes. And so, you know, we, we had that experience when we uh, went to a church in Kansas City. Yeah, working at a church, and, and it's kind of like a good analogy. Somebody that works at McDonald's, they won't eat at McDonald's. You know what I mean? It's a very, very much the same same thing. You, you see, it's kind of like I've equated it to. Don't meet your heroes. Oh yeah, well it's 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 getting to go backstage before the magic show and yeah. watch the yeah, magician yeah. shove doves into his jacket. You know, you get to see all the inner, you know, inner or how sausage is made. Exactly, same, exact same kind same of way. It's like, yes. oh, I thought it just ended up in a bun. Yeah, I thought oh. it came like that. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't come like that. Yeah. So you know, so we had a bad experience there. We moved here. Thought, well, let's let's reboot this thing. You yeah. are not deconstructed at this point. At this point, no. You are still. Religious church shopping, right, right. Kind of church yeah, and, shopping. And, and, and we got to find a good church home. So the reason why you know you just kind of go along is because that's the water you swim in. And the theology of the mainline church wasn't anything. You know, we had women pastors. You know, back in the crazy talk. Yeah, Fuck, insane. Now back in this would have been in the uh, the late nineties, early two thousands. LGBTQ wasn't really on the radar as a no. discussion yet. So. But I mean, overall, you know, we really enjoyed the community. We liked the pastor. We liked the theology. 
But when we moved here, had the same bad experience at another church. Fine as you're sitting in the pews, but as they suck you in. And most smaller churches, you know, they need to pull you in. They need some volunteers. Right. Because, you know, if if you don't do it, nobody's going to do it. And, you know, once they started doing a building campaign, we found out, you know, how the backstabbing and, you know, who was doing what to who, that kind of stuff. So it was kind of a, a slow creep into finding out that the institution of Christianity is not a godly thing. It's a very human construct. And if God is supposed to be moving in here, as, as they say, not really seeing it. He's, yeah. That is actually, a, I would think, a pretty significant difference because I think even hardcore Catholics <laughs> have issues with the church. Like, they're, like the for most Catholics, U.S. Catholics, the shine is off the Vatican being this above board. It, it, this is before all yes. the, yes. the problems right, of right. like e- yeah, even before uh, then. Big time. Still I can I can hear I can hear a Catholic mother be like, you know, talking about like birth control, like, yeah, sure. Well you want another brother? Yeah, yeah. come on. Give me Right. <laughs> you know, sure, the church says what the church says and we go and everything. Right. But you know We're still part of it. Right. But not that part. I'm still taking the pill. But didn't you, didn't you, because, you know, you're, the people in the pews there, they weren't sucked into the underbelly, right? I mean, you had people no, paid they were, to, Oh, no, you, you put in your hour and you're done. Right. Well, right. You but know? The, the underbelly, I think, is the same anywhere. Yeah. You know, any... Yeah, but did you have, like, like a board of deacons or elders or whatever that kind of run the, the church up? Well, yes and no. You had parish leadership... But you absolutely had people who were volunteer. volunteers and committees and fundraising. Oh, okay. and, and Joe you know, ran the Knights of Columbus. Right. And, like, you know, and the, so-and-so the, took care of the Boy Scouts. Who's, who's and, doing the Vegas tent? Yeah. And, and, and everybody, you know, well, right. Joe does it every year. You right. know? Yeah. And that's also you're keeping in touch with who's paying you because those people are the ones that, hey, yeah. you know, back slapping. You know, we, we needed to put a new roof on the gym. Hit the hip there, Harold. So... The same type of machinations and... Maybe not quite as much in a Catholic setting in a, uh, than in a Protestant setting just because the structure from on high uh, of, of the Catholic Church True, right, is, right. being what it is. You knew as what opposed, you were, where, yeah. you were where, you had, where you could make decisions yeah. and where right. you could not. There, there was a definite line of demarcation between employee and volunteer. But yeah, a, a good example of that in our last church, though, is this was here in Marietta. There's two factions in the church. So when the church formed, it was pretty much followed the pastor's progressive liberal ideology. But as you pull in people from the community, there's so much influence from the politics and conservative religion that surrounds us. Those people are pulled in. It's not and an they're accident. not getting on message. Well, they're wanting to they move want, the they church wanna, in their direction. Right, right. And it's not a coincidence that the people with the biggest money are the ones that are most conservative and the ones that... Get out of here. The sure would that, wish you'd pray more about the gays or preach more about, well, yeah, I mean, about the gays. Go with the voice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the pastor, thing. You know. So, you know, the pastor would be preaching, you know, about, uh, you know, like feeding the homeless, mm-hmm. doing this kind of stuff. And they'd, they'd be bending in his ear saying, yeah, you shouldn't be talking so much about that stuff. You should yeah. be talking a little bit more about, you know, hell and that kind of stuff. Yeah. In fact, they had one guy that, that led a big Sunday school class Light that was using... Uh, I can't remember the, the guy's name, but a very conservative Mac- MacArthur. I can't remember his first name. He's a Baptist theologian, and okay. so they were following his stuff. So you had those two diverse communities within the same church, but the ones with the power were the ones with the money, 
And so they threatened, you know, if you don't go my way. And so that's that's when you start to really question about this yeah. doesn't seem like a real godly kind of kind of environment. So that's kind of going on in the background. But at this last church that we were at, I said we had this progressive pastor. He actually had a small group. Uh, it was a Starbucks book club that met Mondays at, at a local Starbucks. And he read a lot of these progressive theologians and stuff. Oh. And so that's where I started to get my little tweak about, oh, there's a different way you can view Christianity. Like one of the books that, that he read early on was uh, Brian McLaren, who's part of the emergent movement that I've talked about, called a... That, uh, that, that uh, deserves a ding, too. Yeah. Emergent, emergent movement. Emergent movement. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should definitely get a bill for the that's emergent a, And we're not talking about a, an intestinal tract issue. <laughs> no. Put him on. But so, like, his one of his first books that brought him to fame was A New Kind of Christianity. And so it is basically a book that started to question the theology of conservative views of, of Christianity. You know, Which like, was basically what the emergent movement right, in a nutshell right. was. Exactly. Okay. exactly. I was about to say, can right. give us a kind of a synopsis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of, so they were kind of birthed out of um, most of the people that, and they interesting enough, they had like a four horsemen there too. Oh! Uh, Brian McLaren, Doug Paget, Tony Jones, and um, Mark Scandrett were like the four. Mm-hmm. They they launched it. It's almost like it's some sociological construct that just about any group can apply themselves it's to. <laughs> well, like I said, it's if who was the last guy's name? Um, Mark Scandrat. Yeah, well, if he wouldn't have gotten there in time, they, they, would, they have, would have yeah. called him the three musketeers. Right. I think they brought him in just to complete the set. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was like, hey, for the atheists, four horsemen. Yeah, is that their their moniker? Well, I don't know if they put that on themselves or somebody else put that to them. But yeah, yeah, that that's what. Yeah, they the they four horsemen of, of the apocalypse. Called yeah. No, no, yeah. I got that. Yeah, yeah. But, but was there never like this question of, hey, is it a little ironic that we are adopting? A book of Revelation trope. I don't think it was them that kind of coined the moniker. Yeah, I so think to it was speak. a Christian. I think there. somebody else kind of put that. Oh, on you think them. it was the other side? The four horsemen. I think the, that's what I read atheism? somewhere. It was, really? it was like, yeah, and they said, oh yeah, okay, cool, we'll but, take that. But now we can't add anybody else to our group. No, now. I don't <laughs> know how right. often that group was actually all four of them were in the same room together. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Hitch has been dead never. 12, 12 years, and they've I know, replaced I know, him. I know one time all four of them were together. I think Jordan it was Peterson. I think it was yeah. in. Uh, <laughs> I think no, it was I Hitch's apartment not. that they were in in New York. I remember in seeing San videos Mary's, of them in yeah. conversations with uh, whiskey. And, and I think actually the story, and I, I may be mm-hmm. off on this, but the, the story is, as I remember it, is the one time the four of them, and it's it's Dawkins, Dennett, Harris, and Hitchens. Right. Uh, Ion Harsi Ali was supposed to be there with them, but had a scheduling conflict or what something, you know, plane delay, whatever. Something happened and she was not able to be there. The, and so it would have been the five. And they would have well, not made the, the Jackson connection. five. What would what, 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 yeah. the five? <laughs> it wouldn't have been as popular. Yeah. No. Because. You know, got to have four. Ma'am, can I just get you to step out of the photo <laughs> for a second? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but thank you. Go over so well. We need four here. Yeah. Go over so well. 
what are y'all? Get your ass out. Draw straws or something. But go ahead. You're okay, saying. yeah. So anyway, so that, that book club and, you know, when we read these, you know, like Brian McLaren, uh, Rob Bell was another one. I, I'm drawing a blank on some of the other ones. But Any they were, author you've ever named. It doesn't matter what book. Doesn't. Every one of them. Flies right past me. Definitely two different bubbles. Never heard. Oh, big time. Doug Paget is the only name that I recognize. Yeah. I recognize the other names because you've mentioned them before. Yeah. But I couldn't tell. Oh, yeah, the Rob Bell. And I met him. Oh, yeah. Oh, that Rob Uh, Bell. Of course you did. Yeah. That's a a tone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so that was kind of like my introduction to the rabbit hole. Of? Of. uh, Deconstruction. Deconstruction. So, because, you know, this is at the time, too, that the Internet was starting to be a very easily accessible tool to do Google searches. And then, you know, Amazon Uh, also, if you like this corrupted your Mm. faith. As a very important part of it, exactly. How are you going to keep him on the farm after he sees the big bright lights of the city? <laughs> well, I mean, because, you know, so what I did is, is so um, so I knew that Brian McLaren was like the father of the emergent movement. I, okay. And so I'd Google to find out, well, is there anything in Atlanta going on in yeah. the emergent movement? And sure enough, Boom. there was a, a small church plant that these guys were trying that was part of that. We know there's no doubt that it was small, and they always remain small. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, because they get abandoned. Yes. Yeah. 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 But they're a way station. That's so why I was just, I was just thinking the same <laughs> same thing. Yeah. So you dimmers. But anyway, please so. leave the room as you found it. <laughs> So, so there was two factions of it. One was trying to recreate a, a a church, like a house church or a church in the community that was outside of the institutional church, and so that piqued my interest, you know, because I was kind of getting done with the institutional church at that point. So. Ah, so house house be, church. house church be more in touch with what it's really supposed to be about. Yeah, well, hey, you know, because Jesus Small and his disciples group. never met in, right. in yeah. buildings. Right. We, yeah. don't, yeah. we don't we don't need all this well, pomp mm-hmm. and circumstance. We're, yeah. We keep it real, and we don't need in a, the family room. Yeah. Well, so we met in coffee shops first. Yeah. Oh, Jesus didn't run pre K. Third place. Who knew you were so hipster? I was a hipster. Did you have a handlebar mustache? No, I did not. Oh, I should have. No, but I, I wear a lot of flannel. Didn't, no, I see. I was always kind of the uh, the older guy no. in this movement, so I wasn't the hipster. But how uh, much older? Well, this would have been when I was. But the the younger dudes were in there. And was it most of people dudes? in our, No, no, there was a fair amount of, What's of the, women. What was the breakdown? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to need demographics. Know, yes. <laughs> we need data. Yeah, I mean, as far as the, the cohort community, I would mm-hmm. say it was fairly evenly split among, among male and female. The Atlanta cohort, you know, which was the original one I went to, was pretty diverse ethnically as well. Which, that's, that's also something that intrigued me, is because all the churches I've been to before that were always just all white. Straight white, yeah. Yeah. And so, I was going to say, you probably noticed the, the change immediately. Oh, absolutely. It's like, this is, this is yeah. for me. There's and, people and of color so, here. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'll, I'll set up as far as a rabbit hole. So there's landing places along the way. And I don't know. If it sounds like a game. Yeah. It, it, well, is there trading cards? <laughs> <laughs> but then they also had what's called a cohort, which was just you know where they would meet for conversation, and and that was where you know. Any, sounds like an AA sponsor. I mean, the concept of this was churches weren't a safe place, and we found that out. Oh. You know, to ask questions. Oh yeah. It's like so the church we were at before, that's and the men's. Put, that's pretty much universal in all uh, churches. Yeah. Uh, right. I know. Because they didn't answer questions, they none of them do. Yeah, 
That's that's why they're still around. I mean, this literally sounds like a clandestine group of atheists working on deprogramming Christians out of the church. The underground theological railroad. Just keep talking Jesus and get them the fuck out of here. That definitely was not the intent. The intent was to make more progressive Christians that would stay within the church rather than leave the church altogether. To be a more true Christian. True to yourself. The way way of Jesus was a commonly used phrase. Your your Our interpretation, interpretation of, that. of the way of Jesus. Right, yes. because the other people, they weren't doing Jesus right. You guys were going to right, do Jesus right. right. They had the wrong Jesus. But doesn't, every, the right Jesus. But doesn't every church that started <laughs> up, isn't that kind of the idea behind them is that they're not doing it right. We're going oh, to do it the right way. Isn't that the, isn't that the underlying yeah. pitch? Yeah. Yeah, that's why you have 33,000. No, no, no. We're basing our church on the Bible, see? Right. You know, hey, these those, guys got that right. Those heathens. Yeah. Yeah. Not those fuckers down there. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know? They have a rock band. That's not right. They got they're, red hymnals. Give hell. me a break. Red hymnal. They let women preach. What? Crazy. <laughs> so anyway. That's not good. <laughs> so these cohorts were a safe space where you could have those conversations that you couldn't have at church. So a lot of people that went there still participated in, in a regular church. Some didn't. But, I mean, that was at least a place where you could wrestle with ideas other than, you know, like the virgin birth, yeah. you know, is that, is that you know, do we have to believe that to be Christians and all that kind of stuff. Did you ever disagree on the things that you didn't believe anymore? Yeah, I mean, so the concept there was everything, you can have a conversation, you can pick up a new belief if you want to, or grab back the belief that you came there with. It does. And there was no game. It does. <laughs> it was. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. It's, what happens if two progressive Christians meet each other and one of them is, is like, well, I don't believe in hell, but I do believe in the virgin birth. The other one's like, well, I believe, you know, I don't believe in the virgin birth, but I do believe in hell. Well, or, or, you know, they're, they're act diametrically opposed oh, in their we, beliefs, but they're both. And they get married. Yeah. <laughs> But we experience that, so um, <laughs> they ruin each other's lives for the rest. So when we we started a Marietta cohort, okay, kind of kind of like my, the same reason I started a Marietta atheist meetup group because I just don't like traveling all the way downtown. Yeah. Um, so some guys joined our group that were part of house churches, but they were evangelicals to the core. Oh wow! And when we started having conversations about is there a hell. Like, hey, we're drawing the line there. You guys are talking about, yeah, you know, this is the Bible. That's blasphemy, son. And you so, did it. You did. Did the voice. Well, that's how they talk. So. They, they, <laughs> they were not how they talk. They were from the no south. way. <laughs> All right, so I'm embellishing a little. So bit. it became the sharks and the jets. Well, and so they kind of self-extracted because they found out they weren't really wanting to have an open conversation. And it's like, well, that's the point of our thing here is where we can discuss any and all beliefs or disbeliefs. Hey, this is a safe space, man. If you don't yeah. like it, yeah, get go back out. to your... Do <laughs> 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 you, know, you, you, yeah. you hear how flowery his language gets, though, when he talks about this, too? Because they didn't leave. Mm. They self-extracted. Yeah. That was nice. That was a nice touch there. That's a leftover term from his emergent days. Yeah, we didn't push him out. It's no. like you guys are free to stay if no. you want to hold a conversation. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you don't like what we're talking about here, then this may not There's be the, the best fit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> get the hell out of our church. 
Um, so anyway, so that was that was a stopping point for a while. But my, my thing with them is they didn't deconstruct far enough. So there's thanks to Amazon, there's all these other authors that I learned about that they weren't really in conversation with, like John Shelby Spong, Marcus Borg. Okay, I'm naming things that... No, one day you're going to name yeah. them, and I'm going to go, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know her. Mm-hmm. And, and so these were people that um, went further down towards post-theism. Okay. In other words, they were actually starting to question... God and theology, and the Bible, like Bart Ehrman was another one that was a real important part of this that wasn't, you know, they... That's the name of that one. Yeah, no, that name. Good. And yeah, I mean, what he really brought to light was that the Bible is not as godly as we have been kind of led to believe it was. It was all a big lie. Well, you know, and then, you know, he got into how it was formed, the canon and all. There's another book I read on that as well that was, talked about in the early days of the Roman It was given to the forefathers Empire. along with the Constitution in 1776, <laughs> right? That's the way I understand that's, it. That's what Jeffers said. <laughs> okay. This, honest to God, yep. this sounds like a lot of work, man. It is. Yeah. How long yeah. did this take? Okay, yeah. so I was trying to put together the, the time frame on this thing. So how many years you did you spend yeah, yeah. doing this? So I'm, I'm best I can guess is I started this process... In Kansas City? No, 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 no. There was no deconstruction okay, going on you got to until we got to the got church to here where we had the pastor that did the, the book club. Yeah, okay. That's where it started to kind of open up that space. So I'm guessing that was around 2005, 2006, something like All that. Right. So 13, 14 years ago. Yeah, and so... And you've been an atheist for how long now? 2012 is when I... Uh, okay, so six or seven years it took you. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Man, but I mean, a it was long it was, time. It was very methodical, or at least so much I easier. It was. Just you yeah, don't yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's different when when you come out of mainline Christianity. Because if you listen to the story that on the on the unbelievable podcast, mm. is they had a lot of hard rubs that they were up against. Burning in hell, like the yeah. uh, that Lisa Gunger was talking about, is like when she became a parent, that no longer made sense. Yeah, somebody had t- yeah, she she said that like, somebody told her because she had a problem with the whole hell thing. She's right. like, how can if God loves us so much, how could He send us to hell? Yeah, like a father. And somebody said, you'll understand when you have a kid. And then when she had a kid, she was like, eh, it still don't make sense. Well, it, it makes even, worse. It sense. even makes right. less sense. Right. Now because that I, would never I do that know how kid. much love there is for a child. That was the same. That was the, that's what did it for that, you. you, you, you oh, yeah. hmm. for sure. But Belief before you were a father, the, though, it's just you. You oh, wrestled well, with that. Well, yeah. long before. Yeah, <laughs> well before yeah. I probably knew how to get it done. Yeah, <laughs> but did the Catholic Church? <laughs> long before he was familiar with the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but did the Catholic Church, did they focus on hell from the, what, what, what do they, they don't have a sermon, They what do they call it? They have a sermon, it's yeah. not a, they may not call it a sermon. A homily or No, they they, call they, uh, they have a reading and then a message. A message. They yeah. might call it a message. But I mean, it wasn't turn and burn kind of message from your point. Oh, no. It depends. It depended. There was, well, there was, there was no personal savior message no. and none of that be, get out of hell free card be, you know, except Jesus that was confession yeah, yeah confession but it was, oh, all, okay. it, was all, confession. it was all the tenets of the church and all the not the tenets what's the word so hell was hell over your heads then as if you don't remain in Catholicism it was very 
individual to the priest yeah. often. Uh, okay. You know, you would get super hardcore ones that You're would, like, I'm not that, going to confession today. tell you that burn yeah. in hell. Father then, Tony's in there. I ain't, I'm not going right. in there. I'll wait till the Father Steve. No doubt. Yeah. Where's, where's Father Steve? He's on vacation. Fuck, I'll come back next week. So they, they <laughs> preached. They would preach from the same book, but there was definitely area at right. that level to kind of go your own way. Personalize. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. message. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's very similar then, I guess, to the mainline church where there's, I'm sure there's some mainline churches that focus more on that, but like the ones we went to, hell was very much not even discussed. I mean, it was kind of hanging around there. You knew it was there. A couple that, times a year, it might get popped in. Yeah, yeah. Around and Halloween. It was, <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was in the creed. You know, he descended into hell. Yeah. And so, you know, it was definitely there, but the focus was more on heaven. So, and and that's, I guess that's what I'm saying is, is so I didn't really have the strong impetus to deconstruct because I wasn't like you need in to. fear. Huh? You didn't need to. Right, you right, exactly. To. Yeah. I mean, our community was there, the message is good. Oh, maybe I the like Catholic it. Church is easier to walk away from. <laughs> because we didn't, ha- I mean, you basically what, went to college. That's when I started my That's extremely simplified. But prior to that, you kind of like. Prior to that, I I still knew you didn't do that, at least not in my circles. So now, do you guys know any ex Catholics that are still, you know, that maybe went to a different church? In other words, they left Catholicism, Mm -hmm. but. And started going to a so that's like a, a partial church or a Protestant church. Nah, right. rarely a mainline church. Usually Episcopalian, usually, maybe, uh, which is Catholic. No, no. no? Oh, uh, okay. Qatar uh, Mass, Mega Church. Oh, you know, the even... uh, North Point. Oh, okay. Uh, the big, the big dogs. Oh, okay. All okay. going. Those, those. So they did those, those churches. They kind are of filled dis- with yeah. ex-Catholics. They kind of discover that that relationship with Jesus kind of message okay. that you never you never hear that in the. They Catholic also church. buy into the community. So when Andy Stanley's talking about oh, I uh, bet you there's a bunch of ex-Catholics uh, how, at the old Andy Saving Stanley the church. He's exactly. talking about ex-Catholics. The ex-Catholics of the Andy Stanley of Mi- Michigan. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, okay. A lot of them. Well, that makes sense. Makes a whole lot of sense then. It took you. Seven years? I guess that would be my, my best okay. guess. Okay, we'll just say seven years. Yeah. How many years in, was that seven years when you said, I am deconstructing? Or within that seven years, when did you actually know that to be a thing? Like, I am in a deconstruction process. Yeah. Because before, it was just this kind of overall discontent. Right? No, yeah. no, no. It was like, it was discontent. And was it, it was, oh, I'm, di- I'm just, you know. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's the thing is, is so at different stages, I was satisfied. In other words, when we had our you're good uh, where you're at for house right church thing going on, it was a, a great bunch of friends. I'm still friends with a mm-hmm. lot of those people, actually. Some of them are atheists now. Some of them are, are not. So I don't have any regrets about that at all. But it's like I just wasn't satisfied with the status quo. I didn't want to, you know, I, I wanted to keep exploring. Was that part of the seven years? Yes. Okay. Yeah. At what point in the seven years was it overt and you realized you were deconstructing? Okay, yeah. Because you're looking back at it like, yeah. yeah, I really pretty much started then. Yeah. But when did you say it to yourself? When did you realize yeah. that you were de- deconstructing so, your own religion? Yeah. So it's when I kind of went outside the guardrails of the emergent conversation and, um, and started exploring the, uh, the John Spongs and... I, I can't remember all the other options. Sort of looking for edgier and edgier cohorts. Well, not just edgier, but I mean, <laughs> the, <laughs> there, there weren't any cohorts for this. But 
Yeah. North Georgia um, Mountaintop Lecture Series. You, um, you've talked about I've this. I've talked about it. Actually, yes. Greta Vosper spoke Greta Vosper spoke at the... Recently. At and that's, that's where I heard Bart Ehrman. That's where I heard um, uh, Marcus and, Borg. And these and, are just in the middle of nowhere in the North Georgia mountains? Well, it started out at meeting at, at the lodge at Amnicolota Falls. Okay. And then now they moved to the campus of... Um, it's in Dahlonega. I'm drawing a blank on the name of the campus. North there. Georgia? Georgia. There you go. Forget what the acronym is, but it's not a real good one. No, um, it doesn't roll off the um, tongue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's um, a pretty campus, though. It is real pretty. So yeah, I mean, I knew it at that point is like, so I'm going down further this rabbit hole than some of these others, and I didn't have a problem with at, that. At what point did you realize that you may not be able to put Humpty Dumpty back together again? I mean, all the way down is 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 you're letting go of all these these pieces that formed your. So I guess I mean, at some point you realize that <laughs> this thing's not going back well, together with, with all these pieces missing. Yeah. So like the first thing that I let go of was institutional church. Okay. Then the next thing I let go of was Christianity. Okay. Yeah, you know, because I started to be in com- community with people that were outside of that, with Buddhists, with uh, Sufis, with progressive Muslims. And it's like, oh, so they're all on, you know, so they all have a good idea of, of the God that I can buy into. And so Christianity doesn't have it all wrapped up. So, like, oh, yeah, I don't have to even be a Christian. And at that point, too, there was a lot of stuff going on that made me uh, not want to, you know, the, the name of Christianity was getting sullied by a lot of the Jeffreys and the Falwell Juniors and Falwell um, Seniors. Well, in the Catholic Church, yeah. you know, with the stuff going on there, it's sort of like, I don't even know if I hey, want hey, to identify with Hey, hey, you just follow all you want, but, you know, keep that Catholic bashing. But so, you still haven't answered the question. Yeah. What's, what was the question? So, <laughs> seven-year process. Yeah. At what point did you actually say, say to yourself or realize or understand you were deconstructing? Because at that point, you told yourself and any, anybody that you talked to about it, that you were deconstructing, or did you not tell anybody? You just it just yeah, that happened. was more of a personal journey. I think you know probably Katie knew I was on it. She saw my huge collection of books. Now, did she follow you on this journey in bits and pieces? I mean, she was part of our emergent group, you know, best she she could. So not really. But well, so yeah, I'm, using I'm gonna, a using a mountain climbing analogy, you ascended to the next plateau and then kind of dragged her up there. No, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't want. I don't want to tell her story. Yeah. But, but in a nutshell, is she had already kind of deconstructed far ahead of me. I just. Oh really? I just didn't. She was know waiting it. at. The, she was waiting already waiting. M- yeah. Me to get. You would drag her to the next plateau, and there already was chiseled there. Katie was here. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. What, what? Would you do that? Oh, that's not me. <laughs> this so, rest up. So very, that had very, to be. That had to be. An epiphany conversation. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean. That, you know, to, to, I want to know about that conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, you're yeah, talking about the, the fast forward to when I realized that I'm done with this shit? Is that what you're No, doing? no, no, no. No. When you realized that you were on this journey, this seven-year excruciating journey, and you're going to bare your soul to Katie, and she's like, yep. Been yeah. waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. time you didn't, caught up. Yeah, right. Didn't know if you were going to make it. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, that was pretty much at the end. Yeah, you thought you <laughs> thought really? you were dragging her along. Right. Well, and, and I, she I, was just waiting for you to kiss the fuck. <laughs> well, and I, I, I do appreciate that because, you know, I think everybody has to take their own 
journey. And, and I think yeah. you know, she probably saw I was on the right path. Yeah, you because know, she went to a lot of these North Georgia mountain top lectures with me. And so I knew, you know, she was on board with a lot of that stuff. And I wish she was here because I yeah. would ask her. That is a huge amount of patience. Yeah. I don't know I'd if I would I'd, have that kind of patience. I'd much rather be interviewing her now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, the, because if there were these different speed of journeys and I was already there, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Let's go. What am I waiting for? It's pretty obvious by now, right? Come on. But you know, I, I think she also enjoyed the community aspects of some of these people that we are in community with as well. Sure. So there's that aspect. I mean, community is a huge part of this whole thing, you know, and so I'm so appreciative too. I mean, that's what I didn't understand when I finally deconstructed to the point is like, shit, I'm an full-blown atheist is like now what's my community kind of thing yeah and i still had my the remnants of my cohort friends so that community was still there our church community had, had long pretty much gone by the way so but it's like yeah once you cross over that line is now what do you do for community that was a thing you know that i had to reconstruct i didn't have to reconstruct like some of these people did from this podcast a new world religion view. Because I was already pretty much a naturalist, if that makes sense. In other words, well, I, I mean, so it, I was post-supernatural. So I knew there wasn't any supernatural force working in the world. That, you know, the material world, the naturalist world is all there is. I think that was one of the most frustrating things, at least for me, about that podcast, listening to it, was to me it sounded like, uh, especially the the woman who reconstructed back to evangelicalism. Elisa. Yeah, that yeah. was, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. Under, quite understand that. She went um, to apologetics, that's what. Yeah, but it was almost like, I, I wouldn't even call her what she did deconstruction to begin with. Right, but anyway, right. let's say she did. She deconstructed, but her reconstruction had a goal in mind. It was to yep. get back to God. Right, right. It wasn't like, let's put it back together and see where we end up at. It was... Repair. We have the... Yeah, we already have the goal. Now let's get to the goal kind right. of a thing. Well, and that's why, you know, when I, uh, we're talking about Lisa Gunger, and I think the reason that she she may not be done with her journey, uh, but a lot of it depends I don't think on, anybody is ever done well, I, true I, with their journey. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. but it, I hope it can be something that she feels she can go forward with. But if her community, and that's the thing, is like the community she has now, this liturgist podcast, is pretty much formed on God after God. In other words, there's a term for that called anatheism, which I never really heard before. Anti? Not anti. A-N-A. A-N-A. Anatheism. It's like a reconstructed God after you've let go of God. So, like a reformulated God. A guy that's part of her community, the Science Mike, you know, this on this podcast, he wrote a book, and, and Ryan Bell had him on his podcast. And he was part of our, we had another a Facebook community called Skeptemergent, which is kind of a halfway house. Skeptemergent. <laughs> Skeptemergent. People that were leaving emergent, many, going moving into skepticism. How, how, many, many, groups, yeah. how many steps were, how many plateaus were on this journey? Well, no, see, that, that, community formed after I was an atheist, but I still had, you know, this community of other people that were kind of dabbling. So you missed, so you, you skipped that step. You missed the skeptical emergent. Yeah, skipped emergent. No, I was part of that. I'm just saying that by, by the time I formed that community, I already made up my mind, but I knew uh, there was others that were kind of like inching that way, so kind of a safe space. You were a trailblazer <laughs> by the time. Yeah, there's a lot of steps. 
by the time yeah. everybody else got to the trail, you'd already blazed a new trail. So, so anyway, so Science Mike was part of that. I love Science Mike. Yeah. Uh, he's an interesting... Bullet point, Jerry. God, yeah. Bulleted list, Jerry. Uh, what I would suggest, maybe we put a link in there, is he did it, um, you know how Google Talks has a, I think they do it at the Google headquarters. They have various speakers. I think Stephen... Was it like TED there. Talks or something? It's kind of like that for Google. They have like a lunch hangout kind of thing. So he gave a talk there. I started listening to that. Yeah, I mean, he is an interesting guy. So he's claims he was an atheist also. In other words, he deconstructed claims. out of claims. 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 Yeah. Well. <laughs> There's no proof to the claim that he was an atheist, but he claims that he yeah. was an atheist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, and that's the thing. I got to I got to, you know, give people their own space if he wants to call himself an atheist at that point. But he reconstructed back into a mystical view of Christianity. Who is this? Science Mike. Okay. Because he went to a Rob Bell conference in California along the ocean there, and he went out at night under the stars and... Had a personal experience. The ocean came up and just bathed his feet only. As opposed to what? Nowhere else on the beach. Nowhere else on the beach. So he had this experience, and that's what I'm saying, the mysticism thing. I, that's think, what, I think he's, his new name is Drama Mike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Woo Mike. <laughs> yeah. Aren't I special, Mike? But, I mean, you know. I Just mean, my feet, please. Chakras and crystals, Mike. <laughs> and that's the thing I have a hard time wrapping my head around is because, you know, he claims to have all this knowledge about, you know, brain science and... He does. But a wave, sure does. Jeff. A yeah. wave. Sure he earned the Science Mike yeah. moniker. Right. He didn't get... He's a nerd. Yeah, yeah he didn't get dumber mm. because he had... No. You know, see, he's assigning some type of importance to a wave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, I'm not. No, it's I, I think the title of his book is God and the Waves, actually. Come on. Get the fuck so, out Come on. It sounds kind of sciencey. Is it a particle wave or is it a light no, wave? It do, no, it no. does not sound sciencey. Oh, okay. No. It, it sounds... No. It sounds Marianne Williamson. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to... We're going to beat him with love. Love. Right. <laughs> right. Because, because that doesn't sound dumb. Mm. We're going to beat them with love. Mm. Sounds great. A waterfall of love is going to cascade. Well, and so, yeah, this country. So, so to bring that back full circle as far as deconstruction is, it's not automatically going to go to atheism like we think it's going to. And, and I don't know how we fix that or address that or if we even. So you're, what, you, what you're getting at is that even though people are leaving the church, they're not necessarily joining our team. Right. Yeah. You, you know, the rise of the nuns. We're all excited about yeah. that. The non-religious. But These people would would identify as non-religious at least at some point. I, the, and she the one wouldn't. I, well, well, maybe, no, no, maybe for a day. But the the mystical one, Lisa. Yeah, she identifies she as would, a Christian. Yeah, right. she, would, she would identify as, as a well Christian. loosely. But they yeah. have a secondary problem though, and it's re- it's probably not even secondary. They it's, being it's prim- the... the Gungers. Okay. They're entertainers. Yeah. Their audience. Part of the re- the main reason their audience is their audience is because they spoke to them and they were one of them. Well, that's one of the things she talked about. She says we were basically very open about our doubts in the songs, in their songs. But 
music is an art and people interpret art their own different way Act. so yep. that yep. you know they would they would sing about you know I'm not sure about this Jesus guy <laughs> and, and all the people would hear was Jesus hey man I'm <laughs> not either <but laughs> you know? I, so I, love I mean they, they literally said you know they, they would put the message right out there but it would just like zing right by the you know the uh, right, evangelicals but it, but it was, it was you could dance yeah. to it and had a good beat. Yeah, yeah, I give it an 84, <laughs> Bob. There's an article. There's an article in the Christian Post from last year that kind of defines the love hate. Hey, save me some of that. Well, what you got there? You oh. opened a new thing. What is that? No, that's perfect. One oh, swig. You left me a little taste of that. No, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I did. Real quick, what do we got here? That's from Six Bridges. It's a Medlock IPA. Six Bridges. Is that Jones local? Creek's Jones Creek. Yep. Nice. So they drinking local. The lead of the piece says, Once popular Christian alternative rock musician Michael Gunger. I mean, once popular. Once popular. No more. Because has been. That's kind of. By know, the way, that's showing we're, some shade. we're not burying the lead here on the Christian Post. No. <laughs> you know, we no. know their point of view. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. They mm. stepped over that line. So, They're you no disgraced backslider. You don't see Ozzy Osbourne going to stage and saying, I think heavy metal fans are losers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like ever. Right. So they cut ha- your hair. They- <laughs> right. Start acting your age. Um, that T-shirt doesn't fit you anymore, dude. What are they going to do in their career? Right. You yeah. know, to like, make money. Yeah. Like the the audience for the the eat. squishy emergent mix, mystic former Christian. You know, very hard to write songs very, for those people. By the way, <laughs> it's not a category on Apple Music. <laughs> And that's that's why I kind of wonder if that's why there's some guardrails there as far as where they can deconstruct guardrails so they don't fall off. Well, I mean, because what they're who they're speaking to. In fact, they were you, you talked about Wild Goose a while back, which is a, a festival up in Asheville that I yeah. forget how many. I know years somebody who went. On. I, I went. <laughs> I, I was very surprised at that. Went twice. Yeah. And the person that I know went once as a humanist. So really, and and what is Wild Goose? Explain what. So, yeah. For real? So that oh. was <laughs> Please explain. Explain explain, oh. explain what it is first. Explain yourself. Okay, so so the Wild Goose Festival was started is kind of a collaboration between you Let know, me let me guess. You run around grabbing people's asses. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> that would have been entertaining, oh. though. They shouldn't. <laughs> it's kind of based, they, they used to have, I'm drawing a blank on it, in, in England, they had some kind of a festival, too, that was kind of a, like a hippie-ish Christian kind of a festival, kind of an art music hmm. kind of thing. So okay. that's what this is. In Britain. In Britain. Wow. I'll, I'll think of it later. So Maybe. here's what the Wikipedia says. Of Wild the Goose. The Wild Goose Festival is an art, music, and story-driven, transformational experience grounded in faith-inspired social justice. Yep. Yeah, the, the founder wrote that shit. Pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, oh, it is rooted in progressive Christianity. Yep. Mm. The festival is popular among many involved with the emerging church movement. Oh, oh. Ding, 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 it ding. Is, it's did called the emergent this? movement. I did, did not you? write that. Not the emerging church movement. Emerge, hmm. go, go, to, go to Wikipedia and edit that, that shit. That is Wikipedia, yeah. Wait, emergent or emergent? Emerging, emerging, emerging church I movement. Yeah, they messed that up. It's yeah, they, what, what do they know? <laughs> Yeah. But it was also, um, you know who Jim Wallace is, right? Yeah. Mm, okay. yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Wallace's son. I have no idea who of, Jim Wallace is. Of the uh, Marietta Wallaces. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because he'd been on the national stage. No. So, so uh, he was part of that also. So they'd be well, more of like the... Jim uh, Wallace? Jim Wallace. Yeah, yeah no. 
So he's part of like I forget what his Sojourners was was his publication. Um, I've heard of Sojourners. Yeah, so I'm talking Christian bubble stuff, I guess. Um, Red Christians, Tony Campolo. I, that's a name. I'm. Uh, hey, hey. So it was kind of a merger of those communities where they were working towards social justice. So, and how many years was it going on since when? The Wild Goose. 2009. Nine. Yeah, I don't remember if I went to the first one or the second one. And yeah, and then I went to one when I was already uh, out. Out. And how was that? It was a surreal experience. But who I brought there was Ani Zonneveld. Okay. From she's the uh, the one that started the Muslims for Progressive. Yes. Values. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And she's a very much an activist in you know per- progressive Islam. And so I brought her there as you know a way to introduce a different conversation because it was always that Christian bubble kind of thing. So the atheist Christian brought the atheist Muslim, not atheist Muslim, progressive, progressive Muslim, Muslam, yeah, to the. So she, yeah, I mean, and she went over Christian. Quite, I mean, because you know, meet up in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it was. Yeah, but I mean, but you know, it was progressive it was Christian meet up in the mountains. It was trying, yeah, I mean, because that was part of my my journey is like, oh, so there's these other people that are progressive, not just you, progressive Christians. So you know, like, let me expand your bubble gotcha. a little okay. bit. So kind of kind of hmm. poking the bear a little bit. But I, I wore my humanist T-shirt. Of course you did. <laughs> <Is that right>? <laughs> Troll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They did. <laughs> were they and how showing? How were you received? Um, actually, I got a thumbs up by um, quite a few people there. So. And Wishing so I, they had the balls to, right. to do to right. do what you did, right. probably to you just take that one extra step. Yeah. So break the shackle. Yeah. Now whether they would ever have, I, I try to get them to have Greta Vosper or Ryan Bell speak there, and and that's not gone through because they've gone. You know who you know over. who spoke this year, other than the Reverend Doctor William Barber. Science and Life. Nope. Uh, Diana Butler Bass. Uh, somebody that I would know. That you would know. Yes. Somebody that you guys know, but somebody I would know. Anybody that you name in this, I've never heard of them. Who's the guy from, the from the Carolinas you're always Yeah, that's a woman. It's a woman. And don't Oh, think... Phyllis. Oh, no. Um, 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 she lives in Georgia, right? No. No? Marianne okay. Williamson. No. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reemergence of the religious left yes. was her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. She's and that's... She's going to lose us the election. How so? How many people write in or she does this Jill Stein type third candidacy because people need another voice. She's not going to do that shit. Yeah. How do you know she's not going to do that yeah. shit? That How do you know? Be, hey. Because what does she owe you? Yeah. How, yeah, that, hey, you, how can you're we right, beat though, them that, with love if would, the DNC is going to screw me out of the nomination? Right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because there was an article. I guess she did a uh, some kind of a talk here in Atlanta and I can't remember a few weeks ago something like that. And the AJC covered it, and they quoted somebody as saying that if she's not the um, nominee, they're going to write her in. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I see what you're talking about. That could be... Jeez. And that, yeah, so that kind of pissed me off, too, about the wild goose giving her that platform. Well, that's the people. Yeah. I mean, why not? The people that I, that I know that went were pretty hardcore. This is not a hardcore lineup. So I'm not sure... If these people are on a journey like you, or they're finding their political voice, but she—I think she's dangerous for a lot of reasons, not just politically. Not just the woo-woo. Politically, she could be really dangerous in continuing the status quo. But 
She's walking back all the vac stuff and the... Oh, and the prey to move the hurricane. Right, walking yeah. all that stuff back. Which because she was told to. Yeah. Well, no, well, she wasn't... I don't think she was told to, but I think she realizes... She knows, just like Dotard, you know, which way the wind is blowing. And don't let a few of her actual quotes get in the way of what she really wanted to say and she's already backtracking that stuff pretty hard she reminds me honestly of him sometimes with just this line of consistent bullshit mm-hmm. but just enough truth to speak to somebody and kind of hook them so uh, it's just the, enough truth mm-hmm. for you to disregard Right. All the rest of the stuff that they do. And that's what Dotart fans do. In fact, I, I swear yeah. I read an article that made that comparison. Maybe, they mm-hmm. think to themselves, hey, she's talking to me. She, yeah. yeah, she speaks to yeah. me. Right. Yeah. And if you're talking to Christians that are mystic Christians, that both and kind of thing, and yeah. like, I can see where they would buy into that, mm. that mindset. Where it's all myst- about love. Where do mystic Christians Christ. hang out? At Wild Goose. No, I mean, for real. Like, are, there, are they cohorts? Is that part of the house church? I wouldn't doubt there'd be that. I wouldn't doubt there'd be meetup groups for that. Um, you know, because a lot of there's different forms of it. You know, com- contemplative prayer groups would be another form of that. What is that? Yeah, that was, uh, that was my question. You took the words right out of my mouth. What is a contemplative? contemplative? You guys, okay, you're prayer Catholics. Group. You should have known that came out of the uh, Catholic. Oh, he's going to school. Oh, he's going to teach us again. God oh. damn it. I hate it when I right? do too. So, Duck, Duck, Go, Thomas Keating and Thomas Merton and well, Richard. And your Brooke. father. Yeah. Well, they're, they're all no. senior. Right. They're, okay, <laughs> they're all fathers. They're uh, all priests. All three of those guys. Shit. Ugh. Got us again. God damn it, he's got receipts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so there there was a book written by, um, it's called The Cloud of Unknowing. Oh, heavy, man. Well, it is. The Cloud of Unknowing. And that's where you just let it all go, yeah. man. And just whatever you experience. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the problem. I mean, you know, you you probably picked up that on that listening to this Lisa Gunger. Yeah. That was kind of like she was not pushing back against this evangelical where she no, should it, have. When you, when you Why? Well, you well, listen to well, it. Yeah, the woman, she, she was kind of wooey uh, yeah. in, in her ways. And, and Gunger or the host? Gunger. Gunger. Oh, Gunger and, definitely yeah. wooey. And the problem and the problem with that is is once you start to accept a little woo, you got to kind of accept everybody else's woo. Because they've got the same amount of, of proof for their woo that you have for yours. Right. And you can't, it's like, I've talked about this before. It's like, it's kind of like the, the, the problem with a UU church is that when anything goes, yeah. anything goes. And when somebody stands up and starts talking about the healing powers of crystals, you, you can't go, yeah, that that's kind of bullshit. We figured that out. We know that's bullshit. You, you kind of got to just accept your neighbor's bullshit because they accept your bullshit. And There's it, more than one path yeah, to the exa- Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's one of the or things. Or streams, streams to the... There's, there was a number the of different river. ways. Like yeah, that, yes. to get to the same destination. Right, right. And who's to say that your path isn't more true than my path? Right. Oh, 
<laughs> By the way, that was wank motion. Yeah, 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 a little, little jack off motion there. Uh, it was just, it, it was excruciating to, to listen to at, at, at certain points. Well, yeah, because the evangelical lady tried to push back on Lisa's. Um, well, she would make certain pass. claims, like, well, Jesus is the way. Well, okay, right. that's a mighty nice claim you have there. Do you have any sort of backup for that? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's would you like thing. to cite a citation, please? You know? Because she never said, well, actually, yeah. you know, the Bible is a human constructed document, Jesus probably, if he existed, it, yeah. never said that. So that's not the space she's in. She no. still believes that Jesus said these things. Yeah. So she's and, not letting well, go she of made, the Bible. She made claims about historical records of Jesus's existence outside of the Bible. Oh. Yeah, and I'm the like, host oh, did? no, no, not the host. The uh, evangelical. The evangelical. The woman that reconstructed back to evangelicalism. Right. And, and Lisa Gunger didn't get did, any pushback did not back push to back that, against say, that at all. Yeah, you might want yeah, to that doesn't exist. That yeah. that's a that that you're pulling that right out of your ass. Right, and that's what I'm saying is is so she didn't really deconstruct as completely as no. she thinks she did. Wait, so you're saying that she still believed it, or she accepted it as true, or... She's she's still relying on the Bible as her source of Jesus. Gunger. Gunger, yeah. Well, both of them, but different Jesuses, obviously. But totally obvious. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, until you admit or realize that the Bible... And that's the other part of my deconstruction is a thing called the Jesus Seminar, where they've done all the analysis of the Bible. We call it a stuff. catechism. But yeah. What were they talking about when stuff was written? No, I'm stuff? just no. kidding. Oh. The Jesus seminar. Oh. <laughs> Jesus class. It is kind of, yeah. Mandatory yeah. Jesus class. Kind of a strange name for it. But I mean, that's, that's where they, they, they did a marble vote kind of thing on, you know, did Jesus say this? If it was a red marble, he probably said it. If it was a black marble, no, he wouldn't have said that. So, so they did a Bible based on the marble thing. But basically they came to the... Wow. Completely <laughs> lost. I have I'm no idea. Yeah, that was, so much today. Yeah, yeah that's, that's another round. You had me right up to marbles. But, but I mean, that's the thing is, is like that's part of the deconstruction that you really have to also look at is to realize that the Bible is a human construct. Because if that piece is hung on to... A good example is at the Wild Goose Festival, um, Diana Butler Bass gave a sermon there. And she used a piece from the Gospel of John. Great story. She gave great background context I'd ever heard of as far as the Roman Empire in the time it was written. She admits that the Gospel of John was written probably in the 90s, something like that, where, you know, he's not an eyewitness kind of thing. Like, mm. like So all that kind of stuff. Fan fiction at best. At the conclusion, you know, is like she was... She didn't say it, but it was still kind of implied that this is what Jesus did. Yeah. You know, you know the feeding of, uh, you know, like the breakfast on the beach kind of thing. It's like, at what point are you going to say... Was that feeding with the, is the, the loaves and the, the fishes? No, no, no. This is the one where um, after, after he yeah. came back from the dead and they were all back to fishing and Jesus told him... You know, he, it was like a ghost of Jesus came back and told him where to find the fish and they found the fish and he cooked the fish for him. I do not remember the Jesus oh, fish fry story. Really? Even though it fits right in with, yeah, with yeah. Catholic life. Yeah, it makes, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Well, Jesus came back and said, let's eat some fish. Right. You know, yeah, he, during he, Lent. he fried yeah. up big fish for him, which normally big fish, and now I never realized this, usually went to, you know, like Caesar, you know, so Man. The small the poor fish people are eating ate the right. small fish. Yeah. The small fry. Okay. 
So big fish. She admitted also that this part of the Gospel of John was added on later. So it's all this interesting, you know, Bible context stuff. So the guy that wrote the book in the '90s didn't write this. Somebody, write, somebody added, added this that. afterwards a cool as, as a you know side bag. To, but she was to using it. that story to make a point without ever saying, this is just myth. Jesus didn't actually do this, but it's a cool story. Was she saying that it actually happened, or was she implying that? She didn't ever come clear on it. She tiptoed right up to the edge. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. They do that a lot in religion. That's kind of par for the course. Yeah. (laughs) That's the way the game is played. Catholics didn't think that, or at least the Catholic experience I had is that it was always acknowledged that it was written by men, mm-hmm. that it was divinely inspired. Right, yeah. right, right. And that's, divinely think, inspired, so they, they right. would completely talk around it. And what does that mean? What does that mean to be divinely inspired? God moved the, the pen. pen. Yeah. Well, in the man's God, hand. God inspired them. God moved the pen. God spoke, God through, spoke them. through them. Mm-hmm. You know, through that. It wasn't a pen. Who knows what it was? It was God like was their muse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, the progressive church, that's what they kind of said, too. It was like God inspired, whereas the evangelicals are say it's the inerrant exact. You know, this is what God exactly mm-hmm. wanted. And that's God dictated them. this. Right, that, that, and the know, guy Zachariah just, was just a just a you know secretary. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. So, so Catholics well, they they said it was inspired then, so it wasn't divinely like, inspired was how I remember. So it. it could have been corrupted by human. Mm, that wasn't part of mm. it. An all powerful God would never allow mere humans to just screw up His story. Right. So then that sounds like inerrant to me. If they're saying it couldn't be, the human couldn't have like gone off. Well, now you're putting words in their mouth. Yeah, what are you doing this? (laughs) Yeah, but they don't use the the word inerrant or ever. uh, Mm -mm. Not that I remember. All comes all comes down to the Pope. What the Pope says, really? Mm. Not as much anymore. Yeah, but used to be. He was the mouthpiece for God, and if there was a question, the Pope would clear it up because he was speaking on behalf of God. Yeah, but I mean, so judge and jury, vicar of Christ on earth. But when your when your priest was given the homily or sermon, whatever you want to call it, did he ever say, you know, this is the word of God, or did he say this is the inspired word of God? Or well, there was there were three readings. There were two readings, and then one from the gospel. Yeah. And the last one was the this is the word of God. So the implication, even if if nope, in the background, no implication, straight up. This is the yeah. word of God. Yeah, and and in the main line, they would do that too. They would use that exact phrase. Yeah, so it's not. This was the inspired word of God. But there's a difference in an academic standpoint and Sunday morning at ten o'clock. Well, yeah, because in the pews, they want you to think this is the exact message. Well, there's God no, wants there, you to get. there's not as much. There's you know, it's not much wiggle room. room. You're right. Not as much room for nuance yeah. in the forty-five minutes to an hour you got. That's you how know. long your sermons were. No, that's how long the whole service was. Yeah. Not the sermon. The whole ser- yeah. From arrival to departure. And it felt long. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour. There's a lot of standing yeah. and kneeling and standing and kneeling. And a snack. You get a snack it, halfway keep, through. Keep it busy. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, two-thirds, three-quarters they through. Give, they give you a snack, something to wash uh, it down Intermission. Right. And, yeah, yeah. You know. Intermission. <laughs> <laughs> and now time for a snack. Yeah, a couple readings, you kneel, <laughs> you shake the hand of the person behind you, right. you hug a neck or two, yep. you get the fuck out of there. Yep. Kick off at one. You got, <laughs> you got shit to do. <laughs> uh, okay, so to get back to my final deconstruction <laughs> step. This podcast is going to be longer than your deconstruction. How, how, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, but uh, yeah, to, to kind of fast forward through this process, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. It's free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the, so the last stage that I was at was kind of this mystical kind of view of God, a panentheistic view of God. Whoa, another whoa, new term. Another new term. <laughs> what the fucking words? All right. So you know what? what panthe- was the word? You know what pantheism is? Right? Yeah, many, many gods. No. Wait, sorry. Pantheism. Pantheism. Says oh, that shit, Don, I didn't know there was gonna be a fucking quiz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pantheism means that everything is God. In other words, this microphone is God. You know, I've never heard that. This, uh, pantheism to me has always more, been the worship of many. Gods. Well, I mean, I think I think technically so I'm you right. are saying I'm, the same thing. I'm putting the points back on the board. Many, <laughs> many gods, but well, so I mean, this the is God really, is God is everywhere. The material. This God is, is the material. last gasp. Like, right, now right. you have you have this you is, have now you didn't deconstruct God. No. You, you constructed God to a vapor. Everywhere yeah. to a vapor. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is the look at the trees, God. Because at the same yeah, yeah process theology. Another word to. Part of the emergent movement. Mm-hmm. Well, that was outside of the emergent. Sometimes they talked about it, but do you not know anything? God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Process the Process the So what that is, is kind of a uh, a weak God, where God is not coercive. He's not a personal God. Uh, he's a God that can only persuade. So he, like the hurricane thing. He set he 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 set the 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 wheel in motion, but he doesn't interact with it after. Well, he's the like only moan in fast yeah, times yeah, at Ridge Mount yeah, High. Yeah. Well, it's, it's he a, spins the top, <laughs> but after that, the, the I like that analogy very much, very much. But no, no, it's not a it's not a deistic view. Okay. So in other words, God can still influence, but only if people are open to listening. He cannot do it through supernatural forces. He has to work through human constructs. So in other words, like hurricanes and stuff like that. Oh, shit. Or, or cancer and stuff is like, sorry, I can't do a thing about that. Whoopsies. That's on you guys. Yeah. yeah. This, this stage could not have lasted very long. It did not. If that was it in my not. wheelhouse, I, I would definitely do something about it. But unfortunately, outside my purview. What was beneficial at that particular time in my life is that was when my mom was going through dementia. A God that you could pray to that could actually heal her. Off the table. Off the table at this point. So this God. That God doesn't exist. You know, so maybe if there is a God, you know, maybe I can make sense of a God that is not powerful. So that was like my last stopover point where God was basically a vapor. That actually sounds way more traumatic than a light switch version. Mm-hmm. Like seriously. Like it feels like it took a long time. There were a lot of steps and a lot of these steps had some element of pain. Yeah. Or yeah. loss. Yeah. 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 I guess if 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 I would relive that, I probably would experience some of that stuff along just, the way. It, you know, I probably took some of that stuff out of there as I was... But you might not even realize I mean, it at the time. Right, You not right. realize it as, as like a theme because well, it doesn't happen. Started this in March and then, you know, in May, the same kind of thing happened. Right, right. Yeah, but Very I mean, gradual. For the time, it was, a, it was a crutch to kind of help me get through some of that stuff. But mm-hmm. then, so the final trigger, though... Was and this was in 2012 when Mitt Romney was running for president. I think you guys have heard this, but whereas like nobody was asking the question about Mormonism, you know, it's like so what what is that? You what know? exactly does this guy because, believe? Because he was more than just a person in the pew. He was like the president of a stake. I think they call him S T A K E. Not a piece. He of was meat. up there though. He was up there. Yeah, yeah. he was high ranking, very prominent Mormon yep. family. Yeah, so it's like it's like maybe we should be finding out what this is about. So I did a deep dive study on Mormonism, not just from the Mormon sources, but people that were post Mormon. 
Mormons. So you basically did a deconstruction of Mormonism. I did, yeah. I would assume it's much easier to deconstruct somebody else's religion. Well, it's much easier to deconstruct something that you have historical evidence. In other words, there's newspapers that oh, were written in court the 1800s. Records. And court records. That kind of stuff. And yeah, the stuff that the Mormon church kept buried, but other sources kept open. Kind of hard for an apologist to spin it when, uh, yeah, when it's, it's just written right, right. there in a, in a, in a court document. Yep. I, can, I can recall the moment. It's like I got done with the last book on this and I go, oh shit, this is all human construct. Not just the church, not just religion, but God, it's all... Yeah, not just Mormonism, not just... The whole thing is... It's a people putting shit together. So at that moment, it all crumbled. The whole thing's a bill of goods. All crumbled. I hit the bottom of the rabbit hole. And there was no reconstructing it. And Katie said it's about fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing that I I recall. It's like, so how am I going to tell Katie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dwelling. Yeah. It's like, Mm. oh. She's was was. I'll like, cook her favorite breakfast. Right, was, and then I'll and then I'll, I'll, I'll let her in. Uh, was it really? Was it really yeah. like awkward? Like like <laughs> a kid, like, like a kid, <laughs> like a kid apologizing to his parents for something that they they really messed up. She give you a big old hug and a kiss on the forehead afterwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, you know, that's the thing I, I'm so appreciative of is because I've heard so many stories of people that the spouse was not on that. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Journey and that you know either you've got to be. Somewhere, you know, in the same in the you know, same neighborhood wheelhouse. That's a then, but because if not, that's a conflict that's never gonna no never. It's always gonna fester like, well, until one side. But I think the other thing though is there might be a temptation. Have you know? Had she been, you know, a uh, real solid Christian, for me to reconstruct something. In other words, I don't want to lose my marriage. I don't want to yeah. lose my yeah. kids and all. That I kind better of stuff. figure yeah. out. Enough God as necessary to keep my life as... Yeah. So maybe know. I need to go back to the mystical... Yeah. Uh, that wasn't a bad theology. ledge. That ledge was okay. You yeah. remember that ledge? Yeah, yeah I, there was room on that ledge. You could move around. You could stretch out a yeah. little bit. And if all your friends were in that community and, yeah. and you know, kind of... Science Bob. Is that that ledge? What was his name? Science Mike. Science, Science Mike. Mike. Oh, yeah, Science Bob better. <laughs> So that's my story. A heck of a story. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for going along the journey. <laughs> it beats the hell out of my story. So how much of that story, did you realize anything about the story tonight? Because there's no way that you ever said it, I wouldn't think at least, out loud. From start to finish. Yeah. The way you... And, yeah. and, and, Is this and the first time you've ever... By the way, there's probably way more plateaus oh, that we yeah. have not... Yeah. We have not scratched the surface so. we have oh, yeah. not scratched. Uh, which the, I probably wouldn't realize. This either, is the yeah. condensed version. There's yeah. volumes of yes. information. Yeah, this is big time. Yeah, we yeah. just yeah, skimmed just over. Just scratched the surface. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it was kind of a healthy experience for me, too, to kind of recreate that. What's interesting, too, is I started looking at my computer. I still have a lot of records and documents and stuff from this. One is where we had Pete Rollins come and speak, and he still got you. Henry Rollins' brother? I was just thinking the same thing. Dumb joke. Because we don't know who Pete Rollins is. We have no idea. Who's Pete Rollins? You can Google that shit. But actually, we we brought him. He's uh, from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Mm. And he's a philosopher, but he became part of the emergent movement. His thing was a slash theism. He's a radical theologian. Radical theologian. Radical theologian. 
But okay, so what's interesting? He's though, from Northern Ireland, where theology, you know, tougher, <laughs> tougher place carries, carries a little Definitely. more weight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the stuff they went through. So you know, so he brought a lot to the, the, the party, but he did a thing called um, Atheism for Lent. I You've talked about this before. About this yes, before. absolutely. And so that was also kind of a doorway peeking into what atheism is. In fact, that's where I met my first person that identified as an atheist. Was, was atheism for Lent? Yeah, because prior to that, I probably knew atheists. I just didn't know who they were. <laughs> but it's like, this guy is, I like this guy. He's not scary. Yeah. I'm still going to give things up for Lent, but I'm not going to be religious for Lent. You're not going to? No. I'm not, you're not going to take on God for uh, Lent? Not okay, ever. Not, yeah, don't do that. No. Probably give up sweets again. But I still have um, his videos, and because he we did a thing at Manuel's Tavern okay. with him, um, and I have the recording from that. So, I mean, those those kind of things are Is still... Is it similar to Manuel's Tavern? That's neither here nor there. Wait, What? <laughs> I, the name of the place is Manuel's Tavern, but that's fine. Manuel, what did I say? Manuel. Manuel. Oh, my. I'm just fucking with you. You are. Yeah. Into my IPAs here. Good story. Heck of a story. Thanks. Yeah, but by the way, it's going to be our turn Soon. to be abused. Oh. <laughs> It'll be a five-minute episode. <laughs> no way. Absolutely. Oh, hell? No, they will not. No way. <laughs> he, wouldn't let it, he wouldn't let it happen. No. I, no, we, we talked about this in the past. Our grand plan last year was to get together and have some sort of prior planning. And planning? Sit down What's that? And record three our deconversion story. story and basically take the month of December off and release those throughout the Christmas holiday. Still May. Didn't happen. The wine's done, so I'm <laughs> yours, checking that yours, off. Yours yeah. done. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to do we'll have to do Jerry's, we'll have to do mine here in, in the future. But yeah, very, very interesting. You can send us an email at the uh, godlessheathens at yahoo.com or you can check us out on Twitter at Godless Podcast. Our Facebook is a closed, hidden, and private discussion group. It's the Godless Heathens Podcast on Facebook. Just uh, do a search for it. Send us a uh, request, and we'll get you approved. Thank you to all of our patrons, especially our new patrons who we're not going to mention because we don't have an affirmative to use them on the on the show. But thank you to Absolutely. everyone that contributes to the show. And if you haven't, you know you need to give us five stars on iTunes, even on your, your parents' and your kids' account. <laughs> um, Podbean, YouTube, even though it has some unholy right-wing radicalizing algorithm. <laughs> Always overcast the preferred podcast, iOS podcast app of two thirds of the Godless Heathen podcast. <laughs> Remember, it's better because Don can't use it. That's going to be our first sponsor. Overcast. We're going to overcast. sponsor it by Overcast. Oh, I see that Jerry's edited this at, uh, mm. that I'm mad at Jesus. I don't Jesus. know why you think that's me. I don't know. Maybe, mm. maybe God did that. Yeah, I'll read that. Exactly. Just, just mad at Jesus. So he is no well, longer, he, she, it is no longer getting an invite. I, I just don't know what Jesus did. You know, would be who, worth having. Who on would anymore. you like to invite there? The if, Buddha, the Buddha Jesus would be good. Or Buddha. Buddha. If, if we could have both the the hippie left wing Jesus and the right wing, you know, gun toting Jesus, duke it out at the same time. Oh Ooh. yeah, that would now be that. That would be Fight Club kind of stuff there. That would be interesting. Mm. Right. That would be. One torturous to listen to. <laughs> All right, so we want the opposing Jesuses, then. We'll invite them. <laughs> Crossfire. <laughs> anyway, come on down and sit down with us. Sit a spell. <laughs> sit a spell. <laughs> and find a spell. We'll place bets. <laughs> Actually, I would place bets on the evangelical Jesus. He, would, he has weaponry. 
Yeah, that's true. He's a gun toting. You Jesus, know what? We, so. we, we could not get through a whole show without him just taking shots at evangelicals. <laughs> it, was, it was at the end. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I got it in Well, there. well done. <laughs> I, I could literally, I, every episode we've ever done, I could retitle Jeff Shits on Evangelicals. <laughs> and it at would, least the last apropos. 10 or 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're my kryptonite. All right. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you in two weeks. Time. Someone at my party and the devil is my friend. Yeah, the devil is my friend.